Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Reload Podcast. I'm Nigel Lamont, and I'm joined, as usual, by... Connor McCann. And not Lee. No, Lee is on the She's sauce. She's based jumping off uh, the Oval Tower or something, you said? She's an extreme the sports thing, fan. The only thing jumping Lee's doing is into the... A bottomless array of cocktails, I believe, is what she's up to. And she's with Lucy and Stacey, so they'll guide her well. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like... It Lucy, like Lucy's it's, like the gold medalist of wine drinking, isn't she? Lee's up there, too. It's right. like okay. It's like a meeting of the minds. You know, it's like just the world's best coming together. It's like Hamilton versus Stappen. Oh, yeah. Well, Except they're all in the same that team. that was last season, actually. They're all in the same team. They're all, <laughs> they're all have the same goal here. So it's just me and Connor today. So Lads, lads, lads. Lads, lads, lads. Shut, shut, shut. So we're going to kick off. Uh, firstly, just uh, if you haven't listened to the last episode, episode 66, uh, it was called Shoes, Stages and Shadow Bands. We talked about this and that, and I think we talked on Eurotreffin. Yeah, we'd write better about Eurotreffin, the changes made to the show, what a good day it was and how good it was to see everybody at it. Yeah, good feedback from that one. So just kick off with news with new with you then, Connor. Yeah, well, as always, I'm going to talk, talk a lot. Um, I talked on the previous one that I was setting up the Bora for MOT, so I had let the MOT lapse slightly. Just a um, tad. Just a tad, yes. And finished up afterwards, basically got going with what we were doing. It was up for MOT last Sunday morning. Went and it failed on a hole in the sill, which I wasn't overly surprised at, considering it's the bad side of the car and it was all lacquer peeled. So something's definitely happened down that side before. So um, failed on that and an inner CV boot torn, which I was delighted about because there's nothing I love more than greasy CV boots. Oh, yes. So, Just a great day out for everybody, that really. Oh, it was, yeah. So I went down, pulled up into lane number five in Lisburn, and there was a red Mark Four anniversary sitting outside, which oh, belonged to uh, where it was parked. It was that's one of the testers, and I sort of thought this could go one of two ways. He's going to be like, "This thing's pretty cool. It's four wheel drive. It's a bit different. We'll let things slide." Or I am a Mark Four guy, and I know these things inside out, and he's going mm-hmm. to find everything. So I was like, "Hmm." But he was he was sound. He was a civil guy. Chatted a bit about the car afterwards, and when I seen the sill where it was. Wasn't surprised. And then when I actually got under it and cut out the part, because I just come straight home, straight into the garage and started to work on it. It was like, right, angry mood, get this done. And thankfully it hadn't actually went into the inner sill. It was just the outer. Yeah. I was like, happy days. This is going to be an easy repair. So a few hours welding in the heat, which was fun. Um, the following day, I ordered the inner CV boot. But when I jacked the car up to have a look at it, so you know when the Volkswagens, and I assume other cars like this too, the inner one where it flares towards the gearbox end and I'm making weird shapes with my hands, hmm. there's like a metal ring the bolts go through. Mm-hmm. So where it bonds to the metal ring and it split there, which I'd never really seen before. That's a weird one. Yeah. And I'd only torn halfway around. So when I jacked the car up, I was looking and I was like, this is this is fine. And then I like stuck my finger in it and I was like, no, oh, of course. Not so, fine. Not fine. So lucky enough... Um, because we'd had the shocks and hubs and stuff off the previous week doing the wheel burns, the everything was pretty free. So took into it, had the whole thing stripped out in about half an hour or so. And then, as usual, I had to ring Stefan because I was trying to get the circlip or the yeah, circlip off and needed another pair of hands just to jam a screwdriver in. And of course he was lying up relaxing. I was like, please come help. So he came help, which was gratefully all help For some reason, received. I pictured the scene out of Ghost when they were doing the pottery there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. When, when he and I are working on stuff, it's kind of like that. And he said to me one day, he's like, you'd swear me and you were having a threesome when you hear what we say. Because you're like, slide that on a bit. Can you hold that for me? How long? Come in there. It's just, Lee walks into the garage, just tuts and walks back out again. Yep. 
two greasy boys. Um, before I went to MOT, then uh, obviously with the holidays, the July holidays, I was off on the twelfth, so the one day, so I took it into it. And obviously, says, you were marching that day. No, I was. Well, I was lying under the car. <laughs> I uh, missed all the marching, so my plan was to clean the car. Now, lol, did you get that? No. <laughs> lol, I didn't drink cat's that good man. Uh, my plan was to clean the car. I'd be honest and say I hadn't cleaned that car properly in about two years. That really surprised me, Connor, because it it's always immaculate looking. Do you know when you kind of lose heart in something? You're just like, fuck this thing. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And then I took it into it and spent the entire day cleaning it. I think I spent half an hour on the steering wheel alone, which came up lovely and wasn't sticky anymore. Lovely. But I think I mentioned in the last episode, the sump had been cracked in a few places and yeah. slowly weeping. So the underside was kind of a bit spattered with oil. So I thought to myself, oh, well, do a DIY MOT wash at home. So jack the car up and spread oven cleaner under the car because it's good degreaser and it clings. And then Stefan had insisted that I use his Nilfisk to, to power wash it. I have a cartridge. He's like, no, these are great. I have it in the van. Try it. Yeah, happy days. Uh, about three quarters of the way through the first side, the thing quit. Just died. I was like, wonderful. Put a fuse into it. Nope, nothing. I was like, fuck, he set me up here. So lucky enough, it was Amazon Prime Day and I wouldn't borrow something and break it and leave it back. So mm-hmm. I just, Lee ordered me up one as a here. She has the Prime account. I was like, just order that and get it done. So... Nothing like buying yourself a power washer and having to give it away. Ah, it's just a wee treat. So, congratulations, Stefan, your new power washer. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the oven cleaner trick worked absolutely brilliant. Just yeah. done the whole underside and uh, the wheel arches. You know, like you know when like dirt dries in, like wet on wet and wet and wet, and then it's like it looks like the seabed where it's like ridges, like lines kind of thing. The whole inner arches were like that. Oh, so good br- protective layer. Oh yeah, I was nearly afraid to take it off. And so your car instantly turns into Mark Three when you take that off. I also was afraid of it. Was like this is, this is now structural here. <laughs> Burst that all out and then degreased it and power washed it and I think it actually came up really really well. Um, for a Mark Four, like those things are usually raw boxes now, and it's only that I'm still convinced something's happened on that side because it's all lacquer peel and the sill's a bit bubbly and stuff. Where the other side's totally fine. Oh, had we clipping just a quick P- brush over. Probably yeah. So I'd, it'll be nice to get that sorted because I have the two doors that Lee got me. It's just getting the getting the time to swap them over the other thing i noticed was i kind of committed the cardinal sin of uh was it last year i was absolutely skint and i need to put brakes in the bora so i had brakes the the brakes on the mark three or mark four ones so i just they're all proper sizes because they're an upgrade so i just swapped them onto that just to keep me going and a year later i'm still on them because i haven't actually bothered i think i need to put bigger wheels on to put the bigger brakes on i want but when I went to MOT with all these second-hand parts on it, the brake imbalance was like 2%. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's pretty good. So second-hand parts seems to be all right. For the win. Yeah. Um, pulled me out of a serious hole. And the discs are still like brand new. I know because I've had them off three times in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Great times. Um, what well, else? We well, worse than Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. What about the Mark 1 Jetta? What? Haven't got touched on it no. um, because of this here shit. Um, if it hadn't been for the MOT failure, I would have been at it all week. And then obviously, was it last Monday, we had serious temperatures. So actually, that was the Monday was between the day between doing the welding and doing the CV boot. I said, I'll do that and came home. And because the guards, the new guards is a metal building, I bought myself a digital, like a laser thermometer. The walls were reading 58 degrees. That's crazy. Yeah. So obviously, it was a very hot day. It was like 30 or something outside. The air temperature inside was 41 
the nice. Jetta itself with the laser thermometer, the back quarter palm was 41 degrees. Excellent. And I started to, I was like, right, I need to get at this and sort of felt guilty. So I was like, right, I'll, I'll do something. And Lee rang me. She says, what are you doing? I told her and she was like, you're nuts. Don't just fucking close up and don't be doing that. You're going to die. I was like, no, oh, fair enough. So I think I just drank plenty of water and went out in the van with Stefan, cooled down in the air condition. Ice lollipops all around. Pretty much. Not that I need an excuse for that. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. What the else did we do? Oh, went down, I have a bit of news from Lee, actually, we went down, we talked before about her superb was worn the back in her tire. Mm-hmm. So Gavin Black had heard it, and he gave us a shout to come back down last Saturday, put it on, everything, 100%. Like, he, he just laughed, he says, this is like the this weirdest printout I've ever done, because the starting figures were all in green, mm-hmm. and the end figures were all in green, but everything was 100%. So, thanks to Gavin Blackline to... Asking us down, but it didn't. the joys of modern cars. That's it. He said that we've had a few people say that it's just the way they're set up on the corner and stuff to do camber a lot. I had the same with my A4, just pulled inside of the front tires, mm-hmm. and every not, year the camber just tore them off. Not much you can do about it. I took it back, I got the lane. No, fine, it was fine. Yeah, it's so weird. But he, like I say, he brought it down he, and he sort of said, This will probably be fine, but I'm hoping when I put it on, there's something madly out. Yeah. Put it up, no, fine. Yeah. So. Just enjoy replacing tires every so often. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do it. <laughs> They're not my 19s, which is pretty good. Mm. What about yourself then? What have you been up to? Uh, quite enough. Uh, busy with work and different stuff, but um, I managed to... I bought an intake for the Destin 30 and I finally got around to fitting it last oh, week. Oh, yes. Uh, you so, bought that a while back? Yeah, I bought it off uh, the Lawler twins, Scott Lawler, mm-hmm. you know, from Scotland. Ah, uh, yeah. They uh, were over Dubshed a few years back, weren't they? Or rather, sorry, not Lawler. Aye. Um, I knew who you meant, but probably yeah. other people won't. <laughs> I uh, bought a VW racing and take off them. Uh, very, very easy to change on them. Very pleased. Took 20 minutes. Uh, that's on the Mark V, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Had you the original airbox in that? Like the original mm-hmm. cover? Mm-hmm. It, am I right in thinking the airbox is actually part of the engine cover? Oh, it's the engine cover, Aye. yeah. So you take it off, pop a few pipes out, and then uh, the trickiest part was basically clipping the intake onto the turbo end because it's real awkward to get up. Is it sort of down the back of the engine? Aye, it's just really awkward to get anything out. but apart from that, really easy job to do. Previously on my Black Mark V, I had a Ram Air one, which is a massive filter, mm-hmm. and it's just very sucky-wishy, you know, when you fit that. Aye. The VW Racing one's very reserved. Oh, it's actually quieter? Oh, aye, you'd hardly notice it there. It's only when you're sort of accelerating, you can hear a wee bit of turbo spill. Is that good or bad? But disappointed if I could wonder, find a ram air and get a ram air. Like, what I was going to say was, wonder is there a baffle or something in it? I don't know. It's an enclosed sort of uh, like those cylinder. Aye, um, I could. There was another brand used to do those years ago, like a carbon fiber cylinder. Can't done them for a while as well. That's. I'm trying to think. The other thing you can do with those is then obviously you lose your engine cover. Is it people put as a TTS engine covers on TTS one? Yeah, because they're a separate yeah. one. Um, and then who was it? I had one in the grey one. It wasn't involved motorsport. That's a BMW guys. I forget the name of the company to do a cover. Osar or? No, no. It'll come to me about two days later. Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, you wake up in the middle of the night and think about it. Yeah, so... Um, so you've been hands-on I need on to get my exhaust fitted. So anybody that uh, is good at fitting exhaust, I need to be an adapter thing sorted, so... Well, you know who to ask. Right, get up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I need to get the exhaust fitted. And after I do that, I'll get a remap, basically. What is it you need? So at the minute... You have a standard exhaust in the whole car? Oh, I completely standard. And do you have cat back? Cat cat back, but it's a three inch, so it needs fitted and it's like a mean adapter. Basically, just go up from the standard uh, size. Yeah. Oh, very good. 
a fl- flange or whatever you call it, adapter. I flange. suppose you have to keep the cat in that technically for MOT. I don't, want, I don't want any of that hassle for MOT. I just want. That's the nice thing. Well, uh, obviously, we have English listeners, so they have visit 92 onwards, they have to have a cat. But for Northern Ireland, it's June June or July 02 onwards. Oh, very good. So well my done, bo- Northern Ireland, for yeah. once. Uh, yeah. It's hard we to read. We do things wrong a lot of the time, but sometimes we get it right. Sometimes you get it right, indeed. Because yeah. I, I have a full D cat on the on the Bora. There's two cats in the Bora. Mm-hmm. And both gone, just straight pipe. Not a question of it. Yeah. Happy days. Also, I was sort of toying with ideas at a 20s for the Q5. And I had said to Jeff Campbell. I was going to say, I seen Jeff as a set. He was selling his 20s. And I always said to him, if you're selling them. So he messaged me and uh, offered me a very good price. And I don't know, a bit of man maths with a refurb and tires. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be putting cheap tires on it. And it just... Wasn't the right time. Just money-wise, it just didn't work out. But I see that Clark has bought them. And they look really good. And he put them on his Passat. Yeah, in the V6. <laughs> so yeah, it looks really well. Happy days. Thanks, Jeff, for giving us a shout. Um, uh, no, just didn't work out for the minute. Just financially, it just didn't work out. What size is on that car at the minute? 19s. 19s. And it's funny, like, the 19s look small. Oh, uh, You know, it's, it's a bit like her car, too. The like, 19s, not superb. Do not look like a big, big wheel. to fill. Yeah. Simple as that. Where I remember back, like, what, 15 years ago, if you had 19s, you were like some sort of scene god. Yeah. Um, trying to stuff them onto a Corsa. My car issues continue. The wife's driving the A4 Cabriolet, which has a 2.0-litre GTI engine, mm-hmm. 2.0-litre turbo. Um, got the time belt, as I said, done there uh, a few weeks ago. With the ventilated one? Yeah, the ventilated time belt was taken off and a proper one put on by Andy at the Ford's garage. Um, before it went in, there was a very slight misfire on it, and... And he sort of had a quick look at it and said he, he reckons it was coil one, basically. Aye, that's was, a big thing with them, with yeah. the engines in them. And I luckily got the car back and I luckily had a full set of coils from an old GTI that only had twenty or 30,000 miles. I put them in and it didn't really cure it, but it wasn't as bad. Then a week later, then I was driving it and I noticed there was a misfire in it, like a proper misfire. I thought, I probably need spark plugs because it can't be the coil, surely. Aye. Put set of iridium NGKs on it, made no difference. And then um, Friday there, I think it was Friday, Laura was off work and she says, I mean, there's something seriously bad with that car, the engine manager lights on. And that was really misfiring. Right. So um, I've left it up and on there to have a look at it, but we suspect it might be an injector. So that's an inlet manifold off job because they're buried in the head. Oh, they had direct injection? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, yay, cars. Oh. Well, I hope it's injector and I hope it's not some stupid intermittent. Well, do you know who that's good for? Andy. Yeah. Because he's a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, a, good for you. not a detailer. No. A mechanic. Great for the mechanic, not good for the customer. <laughs> yeah, that, I hear, I'll tell you what, at least you drop it to a mechanic rather than doing it yourself. That'll be an absolute bollocks. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I'll just kill an engine if you let me near it. Aye. Basically. To be honest with you, that's why I don't touch that modern shit yeah. there. So, thoughts and prayers for the Cabriolet. Yep. For the next few weeks. Hopefully folks. so. I like that car. That's a good crack. I like the, is the DTM wheels on it. Yeah, yeah, DTM. really. It lifts the whole There's a limited edition uh, A4. What would that be? A B7? Ah, it's a B7. Basically, they've done a DTM edition A4 and had like RS4 ish bumpers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, because actually a friend of mine it had his a body dad kit, had one. had a body kit and it had a sporty seats. And like Sprint Blue kind of thing. Sprint isn't it? Blue. It's basically like a budget RS4. Mm-hmm. It had a 225 brake, 2 liter T uh, turbo, like a four wheel drive. Real rare car, actually, but they were they came with the 
I guess 18 inch, 18 or 19 inch DTM wheels. Like a multi spoke. That, that, that Cabriolet came with them from new. So they have spec DTM wheels in that yeah, car. That's pretty cool. They're kind of motorsport looking. That's why yeah. I like them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all that. That's news. That's you. Anyway. So we'll crack on with the proper news then. Yeah, certainly. Um, well, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. So as we know, life has become one Jan subscription. TV. Only fans. Only fans. If you're into that kind of thing. Um, if you're smart, you'll hack it and get it for free. Um, Spending a man of experience, Connor. I, I know people. I wouldn't be into that shit, though. If please listen. Um, but no, <laughs> here, t- speaking of which, would you like to go to the bank? Imagine going to the bank someday, knowing they go through your statements. You say you're getting a loan or something. And like, oh, let's see if there's a remortgage in the house. There's a payment there, a payment there. And there's only fans coming up. Would you like that? I oh, either look at that stuff. I, but like that, to me, that would be quite weird. The other thing, I remember reading an article a couple of years ago. You know the way if you're sending your friend money mm-hmm. and you just, oh, you'd go like, because uh, I used to do this to you, dildo supplies or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Just make it funny. Fun time. Apparently that doesn't go down well when you go for a loan or stuff like that. Because I remember I sent something to you once. I don't know what it was for or if you had booked a boat for us and I had sent you the money or whatever. And then you were going to the bank like a few weeks later and you're like, I have to wait and let this like get off the account because I used to send like stupid stuff like <laughs> as you said like dildo money and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we're getting sidetracked already. Um, the latest subscription you can get now for BMW owners is not indicators, but it is heated seats. So I thought this was a really weird thing. Um, so Roland just paying three hundred and fifty pounds for heated seats. That's a that's a very conservative estimate. Well, that, that's what they're telling you what it is for right. for permanent. Um, you can take it on a subscription of three years for two hundred and fifty pounds, one year for one fifty pounds, or fifteen pounds a month. Now, there's nothing more. So I the car hate, comes with heated seats, but you can't. They can activate them. Yeah, so it's over there. So they it's basically software, and they send. I out can see some, guys in Eastern Europe hacking that. Hack, yeah. Oh, 100%. There yeah. was some lunatic in Bambridge back car park for turning it on for fucking 30 quid. Break maps and sore, or warm bones yep. here. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, I suppose a plus of it for the manufacturer is that they're building it with everything in it. So rather than ordering things to spec and slowing things down, they're just pumping out the same car continually with the spec and they just go in and turn it on. Um, retrofits are easy because if you do want to go legit with it, you just... Well, you don't even have to go to the dealer. You can ring up and they'll do it over the air and mm-hmm. turn the thing on. And like everything now, which I think a lot of people depend on, is a snap decision to buy. You know, say, you, say you're talking about it in the car with your friend and he has it, you can go, oh, maybe I'll try that. You ring up and there you go, it's done. Um, the negatives are, surely this pushes up the cost of cars more. You know, if you're, you're getting uh, something you're, you're not paying for. Without, yeah. You're, yeah, you're not getting the benefit of it, but it's still in the car. The car inevitably will be dearer to buy new because it has that option fitted as standard yeah so like this isn't a new thing it happened years ago i think fords it was like fords in the 2000s used to come with the wiring looms for heated seats but you needed the switches and the relays mm. and things like that but this is a step beyond this is everything in it you know so rather than having to go and source the seats but you don't have to run wiring this is literally just contact them and they turn it on the other downside is Say you spec a car really well from factory, you get your car and you think the resale value in this really good spec, you know, people really want this. Why would they want your car? Because when they can go and get any other car and just ring up and turn the thing on. Yeah. So it kind of decimates the second hand market too. The other thing I was thinking was, and this is maybe a bit cynical of me, but say you pay your £350 for permanent heated seats, thinking, well, when I go to sell this on, it's a more sellable item. 
is that now i haven't looked into the the small print is that just for you is that permanently on for so you I think as it the off on a subscription yeah yeah so when they sell that car does that get knocked off and somebody else has to but buy then it? down the line three or four years the big boys offering a, D- a d-map whatever you want to call oh, yeah. it i f- to take so off forever to spec your car up mm-hmm. so why pay it at point yeah, I don't know, whatever. It, it's a strange setup. Like I don't understand it. Um, the other thing you can do as well is a heated steering wheel is two hundred pounds permanently, or a tenner a month, or adaptive cruise control seven hundred and fifty pounds permanently, five fifty for three years, three fifty for one year, or thirty five pound a month. That that is insane to me that the car has the items, and you have the, to pay to unlock them. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. I suppose. Like Sky Sports or Sky in general. Mm. Do you want the sports channel? You know, <laughs> that's why I don't have Sky. Yeah, fuck that. Because yeah, it's absolutely outrageous money every yeah. month now. Uh, and like I, I try and pay things mostly outright. You know, if I can pay my car tax outright, I'll do it. You know, I hate seeing direct debits going to my account every month. So that's why I try and knock them off if I can. Imagine looking and seeing the direct debit for a heated steering wheel. Yeah. Or BMW looking at that and going, come winter. People have flocked to spec their cars up. Probably, yeah. You know, it's it's weird, but then they have to install all the things. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't, not that it doesn't it's just another money it grab, let's face it, Connor. Oh, yeah, but it just doesn't make sense. But then I suppose anybody who's, like BMW aren't stupid. There's obviously a market for this. Yeah. They've done their market research, and this is what they've came up with. They're certainly not doing it for the customer, I'll tell you that. No. So, yeah, I just thought it was weird. It, it, I think it actually, this came out about just after we'd released the last podcast. So it's kind of old news now. I just thought it was It worth was fairly shared on social media. Like it was, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think, what is this brand new BMWs? I usually drive things that are about 20 years old. I don't think, what, 53-year-old Connor's going to worry too much. But the grand scale of things, BMWs are getting stratospheric money. Like M cars are oh, just Mandel. Yeah. So... It's going to well out of your finance package, you know. And plus, in 20 years' time, none of those cars will exist. They're all recyclable. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. What have you got? I have got a big, big announcement uh, that it was announced. Well, it's the, it's the middle of July now, or middle of July now, but it'll be, we'll be coming out on Wednesday. What date's that? Mm. 28th, something like that. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's been announced that Dave from Drift Games is hosting lz festival at mondello park yes i actually had this on my youtube so yeah talk about it now yeah so they were doing a bit of hype about it dave has been back and forth to several events that involved uh duarte from draft hq and adam lz famous youtuber and i think a relationship was built basically you can tell that they're they're headed off and adam had been wanting to come to europe to do something and dave is facilitating it so it's going to be held at mondello park on the third and fourth of september uh, big names in the drift scene coming to it. Adam LZ, obviously. TJ Hunt from California. James Dean, local Irish legend. Darren McNamara. Jimmy Oakes from the East Coast. Luke Fink. He's Australian, isn't he? I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bagsy from England. And the Polish guys, Night Ride, Low Origin. And Driftworks are coming over. It's £30 a day, 60 for the weekend. VIP is 150 I think that gets you on the VIP grandstand. Bit of meet and greet action. Um, tickets are at www.mondellopark.ie This is going to be absolutely mental and we are going. They'll have to tear me off Jimmy Oaks. I love Jimmy Oaks. You start rubbing him, so will you? a fucking fanboy. Like. He's a proper get-down-to-work guy. He's so cool. He's yeah. just so sound. Yeah. That's Yeah, and like what he does with the cars and stuff, and we're getting sidetracked again, is 
super cool to me just hands on do the thing and have fun and that's what like you haven't been watching this week it struggles with the ps13 i'm having an awful bother with youtube on my tv at the minute to the point where i'm gonna throw the tv out the window oh, so i God. haven't seen very much i've seen a wee bit but i've watched mostly you came phone. back from an event and there was clutch issues basically the clutch was welded to the flywheel mm-hmm. oh nice and he basically spent the next three days farting about he just had a nightmare with it mm-hmm. next thing I think he had sorted next thing a slave cylinder popped out oh, nice. but he luckily he was able to get it popped back in again Aye. but uh, I'll have to keep an eye I'll have to watch up when I, I was just watching TV. and he seemed to be very calm under stress I was going if that was Connor <laughs> things would be smashed right now <laughs> I don't I don't tend to smash things but I do get angry yeah. I, I, as Leah said before like when I get angry in all situations I go quiet like and you'll see that you know I'll, I go quiet and then I blow up but I'm quiet for a long time. And you may see somebody building and building and building and then they blow up. Like, it's like a slow boil. And a- yeah, my build up is silent. You never see it. And then I fly off the handle and then everybody's going, what the fuck's wrong with him? <laughs> that's that's my style. But yeah, that that event's going to be incredible. Yeah. And like, if you're saying Adam LZ wanted to come to Europe, there's no better place in Ireland for drifting. You know, you look at the people that come out of this country, yeah. go all across the world, dominate everything they do. It's just phenomenal. And yeah. like... They talk about like motorsport. Rallying was always the big thing, and it kind of became unobtainable for the normal person now. I thought you were going to say unobtainium there. Uh, close enough. I can't. That's Marvel, it. isn't it? It is. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's also Mark Three parts, clean Mark Three parts. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, this place is absolute mecca for drifting, and it's kind of got to the point now where it's almost unobtainium uh you um, know to get uh, into he, he probably couldn't go to the uk because nowhere does drift now apart from uh oh. the scottish place what do you call it uh is it drift world driftland or drift world is it Driftland, yeah. i think it is and it's yeah up, it's up near glenroth's where the likes of dave and those guys are well in with mandelo and they're still allowed yeah. which like as you say like they're always afraid of like the track it and tore up with the drift and stuff i don't think it does that much damage no you know it'd be different if you're sitting doing a burnout in the one spot and it'll chew up tar i think dave has a really good relationship with the mm-hmm. mandelo guys like they're more than I well, that's it. And like, to be fair, I think those guys are the guys to pull this event off. You know, the will because they've been doing this for years. Yeah. It's a similar event to what they've been doing before, just with bigger names and different people coming yeah. to it. So I think it'll be a really good event. We'll, I think we'll have to head to that. Yep, absolutely. My next one then for anyone, well, the Volkswagen kids out there will know of Worthersea, which is the uh, I know we talked about Worthersea before, and it's just like absolute well to use this word for the second time mecca for volkswagen heads in austria um it has had a lot of problems like a lot of shows around the world with people fanning about and attracting attention from police and even as far back as like 2011 when lee and i went like you could see the police presence there and a spin-off of the worthy thing is excess car night show so that has went from strength to strength over the oh, years. Oh, that, that show was incredible. Huge, big indoor show. Uh, right and saying all, all mix. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, they've actually put out an announcement there this week, basically saying that it's unlikely that the event will return, which is sad to see because it's probably one of the biggest car shows, well, modified car shows in the world. And it's mainly down to police abuse, you know, and it's a case of probably the police are drawn in by your general assholes fucking around, but not everyone falls into that category. Mm-hmm. But then they just ramp it up, and the way they look at it is, we'll just put them out, you know, make it that they don't want to come back. So they said, basically, that people were leaving the show early because they heard police were going to be out there afterwards. And what essentially happens is you get hit with massive fines for offences that they make up on the spot and fines that they make up on the spot. The main one seems to be ride height. 
because Austria have strict regulations for ride height. So if your car is static, it's probably going to fail. The other thing is too, they actually remove your number plates. So they take your number plates away. So you can't drive home. So you have to trailer it. So you're going to trailer your home car home from Austria to the UK, Ireland, <laughs> France, you know, who like realistically, who can afford that? Yeah. Haven't paid to get there already. So that's bring spare plates. Well, see, I always thought that I was like, <laughs> I'd just slap them on the way you go out of it. Just like a those wee card sliders you get for your wallet. Yeah. Uh something like that. But it's quite sad to see. And as show organizer and involved in shows here like you know what it's like trying to put something like that on so there's an external factor whether it is police cracking down or people fucking around it's very very mixed life very difficult and obviously it's got to a point for these guys where it's too difficult to put the show on so who loses out the customer and i think in the statement i think a lot of the locals were sort of happy to see them no yeah a lot of businesses and stuff that's something i'm very tired about yes you are bringing business to the area you're also bringing trouble, bringing trouble to the area, and it's something as we've talked about with uh, Paul Barney from Alpine Volkswagen. You look at that, what's happening there? He goes with the attitude of yes, because that town Helen and a previous Volkswagen show not connected to him have a real bad history. So the town just go oh Volkswagen, so fuck you. And he said like he flew up, was it like once a month for a year to speak to the town people in person, and he went with the attitude of not we're bringing you trade you should look after us off but rather this is your town please let us come here kind yeah. of thing so but the problem is and it's the same way excess car night when an event gets so big you can't re- you can't control every external factor you know we're quite lucky with alexa dub shed where the entrance is what half a mile away yeah so everything's out of the way and it's onto a single road and away it goes where um is it fitted used to come out and there's roads everywhere and roundabouts and people fanning about and Players Classic. Players Classic. Oh, it's yeah. Drive-by, rolling burnouts, mm-hmm. stuff on the way out. Yeah. You know, and the other thing Players Classic suffers from is the car parks across the road. So people walk across the road where the cars are exiting. So there's a natural crowd for, and there are people who want to mess around, do yeah. burnouts, drift out, where again at Dubshed, you're not. You know, this, well, with the exception of the agents who stand videoing at the end of the, the lane, you, know, you don't really get that, yeah. which is nice. So, no, it's um, it's the case of, you know, the few running for the many, because not everyone is in that situation or not doing that. But it's the typical, you know, 15 minutes of fame, but the fuck it up for all the proper enthusiasts. Yeah. Which is sad to see. Shame. Where they looks shakier by the... I don't think it'll go back. Yeah. Yeah. So, Probably. does that make uh, Alpine Volkswagen the biggest Volkswagen show in the world? Yeah. Potentially. That means the decades will flock to That's it. the worry, yeah. Put a security ring around it, protect it at all costs. Corey Sterling up there with a sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> just pick them off as they come in. Anyone more than four degrees of camber gets picked off. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, quick bit of news. I spoke about the electric R5 relaunch. You know, the funky, That's right. Yeah. Retro styled um, electric R5. The Alpine version as well. Yeah. Well, Nissan and Renault obviously have joint interest in each other's company. There's, is it, there's a merger or some sort of. Mm-hmm symbiotic relationship well, that's always been quite because yeah. even as far back it was at the 350z on the Renault Clio yeah. V6 um, so they're to share platforms it's called the CMF-BEV so they're going to use that platform for their new Micra um, and it's going to be the last Micra to have a combustion engine uh, I think the R5 wins the look department I'm just going to show Connor a picture of it there I want to be sick yeah 
I, I know silence doesn't work well on a podcast, but take that silencer is everything. It's different, but uh, it's horrible. <laughs> it's launching in twenty twenty four. Don't rush to buy one. No, buy buy the Reynold. And I can't believe I'm actually saying buy the Reynold, but buy the Reynold. Yeah. I'm seeing more and more of these wee Honda E's. They're quite cool. Oh. Yeah, I've actually noticed this past maybe three or four months. I don't know if like we talked way last year a lot about you know new car production been way down and can't get i'm noticing a lot of this year's car models on the road now yeah like for a long time they were the market golf you've never seen them and now they're everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. so obviously those are starting to come through and they must, be, they must be selling plenty of ours because i'm seeing a lot of ours oh yeah so yeah. and that and the, the honda e and things like that it's good to see more stuff trying to get back to normal maybe get that second hand market back down again yes let's pray mm-hmm. pray Another one then, this one actually comes from Lee. So it's not PT Cruiser related, but I'm shocked about. Very shocking news. Not wine related either. Um, it's about picking... Uh, uh. Maybe we should ring Lee up now to see what stage is in. What time Do is a it? live broadcast. Oh, she's an RN. No. No. Nah. We'll not do that. Um, what have we got from Lee then? So Pagani, um, and this will settle in lovely with Lee's ethos, the EV heater. They say they will not be building an electric supercar anytime in the near future. So, did you see this? I think I did, yeah. They're sticking with V12s. Yep. So, they started to develop EVs for future use in 2018 with an aim for releasing it in 2024. But they've said, fuck that. So, it's not happening. The main, well, one of the main reasons they said was for what they wanted to do, the battery pack was going to have to be 600 kilos. They want the overall car to be 1300 kilos. So, it's just not possible. I think there's a movement going on at the moment. Well, there actually is of car manufacturers. They're actually lobbying governments at the moment back. to push the date back and see this Porsche uh, synthetic fuel. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the future. That would be nice, yeah. If that can, if that's the way they can do it, happy days. You know, all about this carbon neutral shit. It's bollocks. Well, that's uh, these lithium mines and all the rest of it, and the, the carbon. It's clean at the point of use, yeah, I, but yeah. it's not in the point of production. No, no, which is. They don't mention that when they're no, they're turning blind. They're just turning blind eye to it. So what he said, basically, Pagani have said, is it's silly to blame a few supercars for the effects of climate change when ninety percent of energy, including EV power, is produced in a bad way, which means like yeah. non-renewable sources and that sort of thing. So the zero emissions target for small manuf- like small scale manufacturers, has actually been pushed out, including these supercar guys from twenty twenty nine. To 2035, so it's bought them another All right, okay. six years or so. But Pagani don't seem to be too worried because their next car is going to be a V12 twin turbo with a manual gearbox. Oh, wow. Yep. So Greta will be well pleased with that. Yeah. So we actually we were talking as well last week or the last episode about old Top Gear. So Lee and I have been working our way slowly through it in the evenings. And one of the Zondas, I think it was, was actually on. They were reviewing it. That's such a, I think it was the, the, like the Cabrio convertible Zonda. Spider. Yeah, that Ham- Hammond had, like a red one. That was just so cool. Yeah. Such road presence with the wee, like, bug eye lights and stuff and all of them. They're really, really class. They run Mercedes engines, don't yeah, they? Yeah, or at least did then. I don't know. I assume they still do now. But said, I'll never have been here one to see. Crazy money. Yeah, but basically a big two fingers up from Pagani to the EU. <laughs> uh, my next bit of news is... Uh, about Amazon and their moves. So Amazon and Rivian begin rollout of electric de- delivery vehicles. Two firms hope to produce 100,000 electric delivery vehicles by 2030 to decarbonize last mile logistics. They'll have a range between 120 and 150 miles. That isn't a big range for a delivery van. No, it's really not. So expect a Amazon Prime to be Amazon 
Imagine pulling up to deliver a package and then saying, here, can I plug this in for three hours? <laughs> yeah, so the vehicles were first deployed in Baltimore, Chicago, Dallas, Kansas City, Nashville, Phoenix, San Diego, Seattle, and St. Louis, among other cities. Um, yeah, so 100,000 electric vehicles by 2030. Amazon say they says they will help to decarbonize last mile logistics and continue the shift to reach net zero carbon across the US, saving millions of metric tons of carbon per year. Big thing there, though, all those places are all cities. You know, so you maybe don't do as many miles. Yeah. It's start, stop, stop, start, you know, every, what, three or four times in the one street kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, compared to, like, Northern Ireland, which is quite sparse, you know, well, you're all over the place. Northern Ireland, my brother and I used to work for them. They have electric Mercedes vans, mm-hmm. so. And how are they finding that? My brother, brother-in-law said it was quite dangerous because you don't know when it's on or off. And there's been boys caught off, caught out, jumping out of the van. Sticking their foot in the pedal. And forgetting to put the handbrake on and rolling forward. <laughs> so. Human errors. Good times. That. Good times. <laughs> so what's that? Can't engineer that out. No. Um, not, well, again, kind of old news. And I shared it on the Reload Podcast Instagram page. Is the Hyundai Envision 74 concept. So good. Awesome car. Shite name. They need to work on that, but the rest is so good. Um, designed it was like something out of a mix between Blade Runner and Tron, yes, it was so so cool. So, it was actually designed by uh, Sergio Cesario, as I just butchered his name, who designed the Mark One Golf. Um, loads of stuff. I actually I knew he was a big designer, like world famous, but the stuff that he has designed when you actually look on Wikipedia on the list is just it, it actually looked like something Kaiser had done. It did, yeah. It looks like a futuristic render. Yeah. Um I think I'd said it looked very like one of the was it the S twelve Nissans? But actually when I went looked you ever hear of an Azuzu Piazio? Yeah. He actually designed that. There you go. And I looked at it and I was like, he stole one of his own designs. Same same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the Porsche designers. I would have got to throw that out. It'll ah. be fine. But it's like the dot matrix style LED lights and stuff. It just looks so, yeah. so cool. And the fact that they've actually built it too, rather than just being a render, is, is class. It was 671 horsepower. They have a few videos of it out on track with whatever they're, that's how interested I am in their, their new modern car. I don't care about yeah. out together kind of thing. But Hyundai are doing really good stuff at the minute with like promotional stuff for that and trying to appear enthusiast based. And like they're just doing well I'll tell you what they're doing better than Volkswagen are yeah which to me was like, always the pinnacle of and, the uh, and Kia like their design mm-hmm. coming off lately are fantastic so so good Kia especially and like, yeah. I would have laughed yeah it's fantastic so no it's also cool a big see. fan of Volvo design lately Volvo I haven't seen many recent Volvos the XC90s no. and 60s and all I, I actually lines. always liked the original ones them anyway um, but yeah like Definitely, these are really, really cool. If, like, if you're bound, I won't even say if you haven't seen it, check it out because you can't have missed it all over the internet no, at the minute. It's shared all over the place. My last bit of news is uh, talking about, I think you were mentioning you had talked yeah. about this. Uh, local motorsport legend Paddy Hopkirk, uh, MBE, died at the age of 91 this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopkirk is most famous for winning the 1964 Monte Carlo Rally in a Mini Cooper S and is amongst the most decorated and highly regarded racing drivers Northern Ireland has ever produced. Undeniably, his most decorated achievement is taking the famous red and white Mini Coupe AS to victory at the 64 Monte Carlo Rally with Henry Linden as co-driver, the pair beat competitors and far more powerful machines, which were no match for the Mini's nimbleness and sharp handling. The number 37 Mini became an instant icon, as did Hopkirk, who received telegrams of congratulations from the Prime Minister, Sir Alec Douglas Home, as well as from the Beatles. It read, it's nice to be number one, isn't it? Stop. 
and it was accompanied by a signed photo from the band with the message, you're one of us now, Paddy. <laughs> uh, Hopkirk's success in Monte Carlo saw the Irish, the Northern Irish racer receive the freedom of the city of Belfast and his victory was also marked by an invitation to the popular Sunday night of the London Palladium TV programme in which he drove the mini onto the stage to rapturous, rapturous applause. His racing accomplishments didn't end there. He also... Uh, was a five-time winner of the Circuit of Ireland, a two-time Houston Trophy champion and a cropless rally winner, to name just a few of his achievements. He competed in a number of endurance races too, including three finishes at the 24-hour Le Mans, winning his class at the Spa 24 hours in Belgium and entering the Targa Florio in the mountains of Sicily on, f- Sicily in, on four occasions. He also travelled the US and Australia, competing in the Sebring 12 hours and the Bathurst 500 spe- respectively. At the end of his professional racing career, Hawk Kirk moved into several businesses and maintained an ambassadorial role with many under his BMW Group ownership. In 2020, many uh, commemorated his 1964 Monte Carlo Rally victory with a special edition version of the current Mini Cooper S. Just 100 were made with a legendary 37 in the doors. He was among the first four inductees in the Rally Hall of Fame 2010 alongside Timo Mackinnon, Rhino Altonen and Eric Carlson, and was awarded an MBA in 2016 in the New Year's Honour list. Despite being known as a f- uh, ferociously fast racer, Paddy also wanted to encourage safe driving. In 2016, became volunteer for IAM Road Smart as its mature driver ambassador, travelling to the UK talking about road safety and how older people can drive safely and with confidence in today's road. A year later, in 2017, at the age of 84, Hopkirk was elected president of the British Racing Drivers Club that owns. Silverstone circuit so a man that left a legacy behind him uh, sadly missed a very full life yeah and I was talking to Richie Brown over this last night and Richie's motorsport mad way way more so than I am and we were both saying like all I've and he said something similar was all I knew Potty Hopkirk for was racing minis yeah and car accessory parts that's right roof racks things like that because I sold them in Halfords years ago um Whereas you read out there, you know, all the, the five-time Circuit of Ireland winner, you know, race Bathurst. But when it come down to it, actually an all-around good guy. Did you ever see, I was reading a bit about it. He was racing in the 68 London to Sydney rally. And basically they were ne- they were pretty close neck and neck with the other guy for first place. And the other two crashed mm-hmm. and the car went on fire and they stopped and pulled them out blocked the roads, drove back and stopped the roads further back to stop anyone hitting the cars and just totally forgot about the race. Yeah. The race continued on, left them. I think they came second overall, but they weren't interested in winning. It uh, was help these guys, you know. Genuinely nice just guys. Just genuine people. So yeah, uh, and I say a very, very full life for somebody I thought was a mini man and a roof rack man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Despite being More so than famous. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the news for this week. So we'll move on to YouTube. Only joking. It's time for Nigel's Conspiracy Corner. We're back. Uh, Big shout out to Matt Dobbs, who's come up with a slight adoption of name. It's going to be Nigel's Carspiracy Corner. As long as you don't go full... uh, Joe Biden. Yes. QAnon. Yeah, QAnon was what I was looking for. (laughs) Right. We're rapidly running out of conspiracy theories here about cars. Send them in. So QAnon's calling. Uh, Right. Let's kick off. We're going to talk about conspiracy theories about Pixar's cars. Yes, this will so, be good. Theory one: There was a World War Two. The car verse includes a World War Two jeep named Shar- Sarge, who rem- remembers events like the Battle of the Bulge. And then in the film Planes, there is a World War Two flashback where the plane skipper remembers losing his entire squadron. If planes had a World War Two, then it only makes sense. The cars were an ally. Yep. 
Theory 2, there's a religion in the Cars world. In Cars 2, there was a Pope car, meaning Catholicism exists within their world. How many other religions do you think are practiced in the Cars universe? That's very true, actually, yeah. Theory 3, there are criminals in the Cars universe. In the second film, the characters have to go through a TSA equivalent checkpoint, meaning there must be concern about suspicious activity. Theory 4, Cars aren't actually Cars, they're evolved bugs. First of all, we know they're organic, organic creatures because of their basic needs like oxygen. In Cars 2, Finn McMissile uses an underwater respirator. The Cars also ingest real food like pistachio ice cream, sushi and snack food and get the hiccups revealing they have a diaphragm in addition to a stomach. Just like living creatures, they have internal organs. Second off, they show they can fly. The VW Beetle is able to develop wings just like a beetle bug and Mater can fly. These wings are not made of metal like other car parts, but chitin, the real material of an insect's wings. And just like the body of an insect, the cars have a hard exterior or exoskeleton that's made up of multiple plates that is connected to internal muscles. That's a reach. It is. Theory five. Connor's just looking in confusion. He's just asking, where have we gone with this? There's one I have in my head, and I think I can see it on your page there. Theory five. Oh, this theme tune is ran on. It's going really ravey. That'll be grand. We'll Knock it off. There we go. <laughs> uh, theory five. How did I get here, Connor? <laughs> Lockdowns. Lockdowns I believe the listeners. Theory five: The cars are the future of humans. We know that these cars had to have existed with humans at one point because of their features that are catered to human needs, such as door handles and mirrors. Plus, the cars use the same written language as we do. As we do, if we had never been a part of their world, they had likely to have formed, uh, had their own form of scratch made from tire wheels. Don't know what that reads like. So, what happened to humans? Well, one theorist believes humans and cars evolved to become one. In the age of autonomous cars, humans became so dependent on their cars that they began to spend all their time in their car. They feed off the same fuel, are connected via mechanical linkages to steer the car and manipulate the limbs, and even have a human waste system inside the car. This is getting really gross. That uh, that crosses over a lot with Wally. Do you ever yeah. see Wally? Yes, that's yep. right. Yeah. That's why each of the cars have fundamental personalities as they've taken on personality of the human inside from their culture to language to intelligence. That's why doors don't open. Humans inside can no longer survive exposure to the real world and why cars can use firearms against each other. You can kill the car by killing the human inside. And of course, this theory explains the location of the eyes in the windshield. A massive magnifying lens connected to the human's own face. Look at that picture there. I've seen that photo This is where life has led me, Connor. I, I absolutely love cars, right? But see if you actually think about the car's world like this for any more than about two minutes. It's an absolute shit show. Yeah. It's so freaky. So, Nigel's Carspiracy Corner. Thanks, Matt Dobbs. Uh, that's where we led it to today. Interesting. I didn't see you going with cars now, but very true. As I said, I'm running well ideas there. here. No, cars is, cars is well up there. Yeah. I like it. So, tune in sometime in the future when I find another conspiracy of some description. It'll return. Bye. We'll put Nigel back in the box. The your impeccable timing on the last episode as well it made me laugh quite a bit. The what? The impeccable timing of your conspiracy last on the oh, last episode. You it it. On the hop, didn't yeah, it? did I like that? Yeah. Um. Well, just before we actually do go onto the YouTube, I have a few things to read out that were sent in by listeners. Uh huh. So the first one uh, was sent to me was by Quadro Rick, and it was actually just a screenshot of an Amazon uh, advertisement for tire dresser application okay right uh what can you see in this i'll put this picture up what can you see that's been doing they're doing wrong here uh they might be applying it to the the tread pattern tread mm-hmm. area of yep. the wheel 
So maybe this is for drifting. You can go. Is home that when you crash tires. upside down? You can look your best. Or oh what? yeah, you don't want the policeman going look at them tires. That's so, maybe targeted towards Mustang owners. It probably is actually, yeah. Or anybody who wants to increase the length of tires. Yeah. Yep. So just an absolute strange one. The next one was from a listener who reached out to us who we hadn't spoke to before, and uh, called Dan Gary. Did you see this? No, didn't see it. Well. Buckle in. Buckle yourself in. We we said this episode is going to be lads, lads, lads. The lads are going to love this, right? Dan says, Hi, love the podcast. Great entertainment. Public service announcement based on Connor's wire wheel strand stabbing him in the leg. So we talked about that. Oh, there's more of the news. Breaking uh, news. <laughs> uh, stabbing in the leg. So I talked about that working at her car with a wee, uh, the wire strands and the wire wheel poking through me in the leg. He says... Why are we in the bottom of a mini a few years back? I thought safety glasses and ear defenders would be enough PPE, but I never expected this to happen. Felt something hit my overalls. Was able to pull a strand of wire that stabbed me in the stabbed into the overalls, jeans, and boxers. Took a rest and felt something where I didn't want to feel something, so fucked off home and had a shower. That's when I found it. A strand of wire had lodged itself firmly into my right testicle. Oh. Mm-hmm. The shock must have sent the poor fella up into my body and dragged the shard through the sack, so no pulling that out myself. Needless to say, a trip to the hospital was entertaining. Keep up the good work, guys. And he sent me photos. Am I going to see a testicle here? Uh, unfortunately not, no. Well, you can see an x-ray of one with the strand in the middle of it and then the bit oh. in the jar. Yeah. Lovely. So, and thanks, Dan, because the following day after he sent that was the day I was welding the sill in the bora, and I was... I was using the grinder with the wire wheel on it. Did you put a jock strap on? Basically, like, <laughs> you know, like clamping my legs together, going, don't hit me in the balls, don't hit me in the balls. So, yes, uh, I actually said to him, I was like, do you mind if I read this out? And he was like, yeah, no, work away, use my name, whatever. He says it'll make for good entertainment. I was yep. like, it'll make for a good public safety announcement. Yeah, I haven't used a grinder the same way since thinking about that. Dodgy territory. I was walking around work the other day thinking about it in my head, going... The feel of that? What was that like? I'll uh, be sharp, sharp pain. Yeah, and then in for surgery. Mm. Nice. So thank you very much. We move on to YouTube. Let's move on to YouTube. Uh, not a lot to catch up on. Um, just uh, the Driftwork channel. Uh, a lot of continual content coming out of it as uh, Phil continues to work on his nine six four and Lambo. Uh, just series of good videos coming out very technical a lot of information on them check it out also harry's garage he has a sister channel called harry's farm if you're into your agriculture machinery it's harvest season in the farm and i just love watching Big stuff like out there so if you grew up doing that it's not really cars but it's sort of automotive you know sort of but it's northern ireland yeah we're all farmers yeah so no harry's very good on youtube check him out the channel I want to recommend, I don't think I've mentioned this before. It's a German channel, but it's English sp- spoken. Uh, it's a, f- a guy called Stratton. He's based in Frankfurt in Germany. It's called M539 Restorations. I watched a bit of this a while back. I think Totten put me onto it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a mechanic stroke recovery guy, and it's just M car obsessed. He currently has uh, an E39 M5 and E60 and he's fixing various cars and band projects and all the rest of it um it's very very good on camera good to listen to good entertaining channel check it out um i have a few local ones here now so i do like to give the local guys a shout out try and support them and if anybody has other ones as good recommendations give me a shout and we'll we'll have a look absolutely uh first one a surprise for us all our good friend paul glennon 
Yes, this caught me on the hop. It caught everyone on the hop. Huh? Dark Horse. So, yes, Paul, who we had on a few episodes ago from the uh, MLVW lads, had done a run out basically in his Mark III Golf down to the Vage Vag Vagi show and did what I did the complete opposite of what I do and didn't overthink it and just went for it and then messaged me and was like, give me some feedback. So he was very open to it you know, what he wants to do sort of thing. So send him stuff. And then I felt horrible because basically felt like I was tearing him apart kind of thing. He's like, no, no, this is great. This is what I want sort of thing. So check him out and support him. And if there's any tips or help you can give him with it, give him a shout because it's good to see you guys like that because Paul is the personality for that. Yeah. You know, he's good fun. His he's, personality and his deep, deep knowledge. I was going to say also is the skills. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be one to watch. Uh, I had the Drift Games LZ event. So we've covered that. Just on, on that that's what I love to see is local content. Yeah, it's great. Producers. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, other ones then as well, DB Dailies. Um, it was, uh, we had Ian Dunn rather than Dahi this time doing the same show, Vaj, Vaj, mm -hmm. Um, Doing walk around that, interviewing people. Always great to see what they're up to. It's a show I'm sorry I didn't get to. I am so mad Looks I didn't get to. Day. Eddie Farrell's Mark II was out. Oh. Uh, who else do they see as well? Uh, Emma O'Leary had both cars there, so he's got himself a Mark II Jetta. Right. So we had it and the Skoda down. And so Connor Old was there, I think. Yep. Uh, it looked so, so good. Yeah, and like, on the day, I was like, oh, fuck's sake. And same with um, old I, school and new school. Yeah. Missed that too. I need to search a new career. Yeah. That's what I need to do. I need to speed myself up welding somehow. <laughs> and I was just so gutted we couldn't go. Um, another one then, uh, Northern Guys, Six Mile Style. So they're back making videos again. Um, they had a bit of a break there. And I think... John was basically working away on his the IST hundred, getting it sorted, which That's looks right. really cool. Yeah. Uh, so they're a bit of a they have been filming, and James does their edit, and he says it's just slow with one person doing it. So they have a Springvale show, which is actually quite a good one to see because it's not a very big show, so it brings a lot of like more country, like Mark II escorts and older stuff out, and it's good to see around. It gives an insight into the Northern Ireland show scene yeah, as well, absolutely, which is pretty cool. So check in them local guys out. Last one then, odd for me because I kind of half fell out with them, is Donut Media. I got so fucked off with Donut basically with <laughs> adverts every 30 seconds in it. Oh, it's mental. Uh, and it's sort of unwatchable, but I wanted to see this and it was the 2023 Civic Type R. Have you seen that? No. So they got their hands in one, weren't allowed to drive it, but did walk arounds and checked it out. I didn't like the previous Civic Type R, thought it was horrible looking. I think I said at the time it's bound to be a really good driving car, but... Like, this thing's really, really nice. It's kind of... I must actually look it up here now. It's still wild looking, but it's, like, toned down. And rather than having 800 fake vents across the front of the bumper, it's, like, one open vent with two down the sides and everything's functional. Oh, wow. It's really actually reserved. Yeah. A really, really good car. And the interior... It's got a big mouth. It does. But everything on the front of it's functional. All oh, the it's got a big wing still. <laughs> uh, the interior... Quite reserved again, retains like the old school, like pot brushed aluminium type R style knob. And the dash is like nice seats, yeah. The dash is kind of like Audi S3 Porsche esque, where it like floats and almost across oh, the top. That's nice, yeah. Really, really nice car. It'd be interesting to see what to do power wise with it. But as I say, not normally my bag, but they run two liter turbos now, the yeah. Civic type R's. Still hanging on to that VTEC motto, but yeah, yeah, turbo, turbo power. But yeah, that's me for YouTube. Excellent. Well, we'll be really lazy. Take a break for a sponsor and drop in a previous one because Lee's not here to read it. Yep. Sounds good. Excellent. Well, here Just we go. Questions. Sponsor time. 
Just before we move on, we'll talk about our sponsor, Studio 10 Bespoke Car Care. Located in Ballymena, Northern Ireland, not only are they a Movinci approved detailer specialising in vehicle detailing, paint correction and ceramic coatings, but they also have a series of online training courses called Foundation Pro. Foundation Pro was designed to help you improve your skill set at any level, whether starting out on your own vehicle or starting a business venture, and it also comes with many benefits such as discounts with various detailing companies. To get details on the packages offered, Foundation Pro or other services provided, check them out at studio10car.care or simply search Studio 10 Detailing on Google, Facebook or Instagram. Big shout out to our sponsor, Studio 10. And just to finish up the podcast today, we'll move on to some questions sent in by our lovely listeners. Yes. Connor. So the first one then is Simon, S14 OCP. He says, John Moog gets a mention on every podcast. Here's another one. Happy wedding day. So yeah, John's getting married today. That's right. So shout out to him. Potato uh, bread engineering. Yes. Big I'd say do. that'll be a, a rough do. Because I think there was a few episodes we talked about they were all out in his stag do. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully. A lot of whiskey, I'd say, in way. I would say so. And I think Ronan's up Cigars. from the course. Yeah. I'd say that'll be fun. Uh, I think he's using the Mark II VR6 as well as his wedding car, which is quite cool. I sent this morning with the stripes yes, and stuff. Yeah, like that's that. right. Yeah. Uh, another one from Simon. If anyone out there wants to help me with the caddy, they will get free pizza. I could be tempted by that a bit of time. Pizza works for me. I do like pizza. Uh, yeah, he's a wee Mark One caddy, a white one, starting to work on again. Good. I did see John shifting it for him the other day in the trailer, and the Mark III. I was like, "Where's that Mark III going?" Hmm. Hopefully, nowhere. Hopefully, somewhere safe. Detective McCann's on the case. Yeah, I do like good Mark III. Uh, another one then we have Irish Chris 81 he says donor cars are disappearing he's not yeah, wrong no um, terrible. I think donor cars started to disappear when they done the uh, what was the official name of it you know we you buy back the cars like a scrappage scheme yeah I killed a lot of that stuff um, and the worst of it is Chris is in England they have a lot more opportunity for stuff over there than we have like over here you've people people think what they have land the field is worth a fortune now yeah and that and like I used to go around buying deserted Mark II, Mark Threes for 100, 200 quid. Mm-hmm. That's all my Nova rally cars were that kind yeah. of money, and we, we had six of them five for Spurs and one as a rally car. Yeah, it was the same. Not these days, nope, no. The, we the, didn't know we're 11, Connor. We didn't, we're so old. Uh, oh, here's one for you, Ryan Codlip. Finally, find myself a nice Mark V as a daily. Lee would argue with that because he doesn't choice. like Mark Fives. Uh, what essential mods would you recommend? Here's the Mark V King himself here. Essential mod, uh, good tires. It's just, well essential. Yeah, good tires is a must for anything. Um, suspension, whether it be springs or a good coilover setup. You have springs in your Edition Thirty. Yeah, that thing handles really, really well. Yeah. I said that when I took it up to Eurotreffen. Like to me, it didn't need coilovers other than if you want to adjust how it sits. Yeah, but it drove so nice. Yeah, as long as the shocks are up to the job, a set of springs, good enough. Like, um, rear anti roll bar helps. Oh, really? Um, Mark 7 Gulf R front brakes because Mark 5 GTI brakes are mirrored. I love the way Volkswagen still continue that theme of you can put like Mark 2 brakes on a Mark 1, Mark 3, yeah, and 4 onto Mark 2 and 3s. Well, Mark. You, know, you can get our brakes for 350 quid mm-hmm. and it's just a great upgrade. I suppose this guy's pulling them off to go and put something bigger on the yeah, R. Or yeah. Dickheads leasing R's and crashing them and they're <laughs> ending up with scrapyards. I like there's it. There's so many leased. Like, there's just scrapyards full of golf R's. That's good. Um, intake, good exhaust, remap, and you have a pretty much really nicely sorted car. Mm-hmm. 
um, good peppy, well, well handling car. Buy a set of wings and sills for it as well, because they'll probably melt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They are the new Mark Three. First mod under seal. Under seal, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buy a welder, man. Um, what else? Have... You've got to remember now, Mark Fives are pushing twenty years old. Someone. I know, but like as a Mark Three owner, I got dogs abuse for years. I have to pass this on. All right, okay. It has to happen. Got it, got it. Uh, Simon Dot White, he says, want some complimentary tickets for the docks? I would love some. I would love some. Unfortunately, we're not going to get. I'm a night shift going into an afternoon shift in the bar, and it's just yeah. As much as I'd love to go, I would. I, I support a you know local show. As I said before, the Jap guys like I do like to keep a close eye on the enemy. You know, want to see what they're <laughs> up to. But I'd love to get down and thank you very much, Simon. And hope, it, hope it all goes well. Saying that, that like and it, uh, we would have went in and paid in anyway and support a local show. Yeah. But really appreciate that. And good luck to you, even though it'll be over when you're hearing this. <laughs> it's a time traveling podcast. Yes, support your local car shows. Exactly. Unlike people who steal that slogan. <laughs> uh, David underscore Jack underscore Hill. Witness the car crash. Tesla T-boned a not so limited edition Corsa. I laughed then karma like a karma hit like a bitch. Then my lorry broke down. I've seen his Instagram stories. Yeah. He was sitting pulled in with a temperature gauge. Like the hottest day of the year. Yeah. Yes, that would have been Nothing like when uh, broke down in a metal and glass box. It's just ideal. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have Chris.Marn91. Chris says, the financial crash uh, The financial crash coming, will there be some cheap big engine cars? I want a 535. 535 would be a good shout. With rising fuel prices, semiconductor shortages, yeah. I know. I like to see them crash. What would you buy? If, if it did happen, what would you be looking for? Are you talking old big engine things? Yeah. Be an A yet of some description or a ridiculous yes, that would be cool. mental thing in it. Big slush machine. Yeah. I'm I'm still convinced that Lee has money tucked away for an ad or an S8 and something like that happens, nobody can afford them. She so come out and be like, There's fifteen hundred pounds, big lad. Big fan of the I guess late nineties, early two thousand seven series. Oh, yeah. I seven fifty A or something like that. Years ago a friend of mine, his dad bought one, it was a seven forty five with a V eight and he gas converted it. And he says even the the difference in price between it and the turbo diesel one, more than paid for the gas conversion, and it worked itself out essentially. Do you ever watch the remake of Miami Vice with Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx? No, didn't even know there was one. Oh, TV show or film? No, film. Terrible? No, good show. Hmm, didn't know. But they had, it must be mid-2000, the six series BMWs. Oh yeah, that was the first of and that And they leadership. had two of them, a black one and a white one, and they had them slammed on like 20s or something. I always had a, a thing for them. And they're cheap, like. R36 Passat. I'm going to mm. go with the obvious choice, but I want one of those engines. Yeah. I want one of the engines for the Mark III, but they're so hard to get here. Yeah, it's just not fair. Yeah, but a 535 would be fun too. They're a serious engine. Yeah. Even if it is in a stupid E60, Chris. Second <laughs> <laughs> into the 3 Series, we're all good. Lee G. Farrell. Lee says, how much are you all fanboying about the LZ Fest and Mandelo? Solid 8 out of 10 fanboy. Yes, unless Jimmy's involved, then it's a 12 out of 10. <laughs> or in my case, a 5 out of 10. All right. If you know what I mean. Okay. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, Jake underscore slow up. Been looking at this for 10 minutes and can't think of a question. I'll see you in two weeks. Okay. Thanks very much, Jake. Thank you for your, he your text- input. He could have texted me there. Yeah. Uh, Emmett OL93, funny we were talking about Emmett there, having both cars yeah. down at the Vaggie show. He says, can we all just have a big Christmas party during the winter? Sounds like a plan. That would be good. 
Can you imagine the chaos that would be? Be mental. A big listener party. Everybody there. Steaming. I clear the garage out and we'll have it. I like the idea of that. What are you drinking? We had talked about that, haven't we? Did we? Yeah. Oh, we did actually, yeah. 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 For the 100th. Or the Aye. 50th. Aye. Something like that. And movies. Uh, well, we're not talking about that. Yep, we're good. Yep. Nope, that didn't happen. Nope. Yes. Maybe maybe soon. Soon. We'll keep in touch, Samit. Uh, oh, another man we're talking about. Ronan underscore hits 21. So he's on his way up to... Been a while uh, since he sent a question Yeah. And I hadn't actually spoke to him in ages, and then I've been talking to him all week. And he said he was up for John's wedding today. They came up last night. He says, collected some important parts en route to the wedding in Belfast. Shoes, suit, board, block, and polish crank. Lovely. So man's getting Other sorted. combo. Funny, as I was saying, I hadn't heard from him in a while about the uh, the Mark II builds. So it was good to see him getting on with that. He's a few nice 3D printed parts as well, like proper laser printed, which are a really nice finish. Cool. Uh, Fogel underscore O'Reilly 26. Top man for the welding. Uh, he says, flat out getting Polo number eight built for Titanic dubs. Any and all help always welcome. He's out poloing you. He is. Here. Jack has one polo on his test, what, six months? He's out poloing me at the moment. Everyone is. <laughs> me and Phil Drew and Colin are not doing well with this. Yeah, he's bought a wee green 6N2, I think it is. Uh, funny, I look at a 6N2 and I'm like, oh, they're so modern because I had the 6N and you look and go, they're 20 year old. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Bora. Uh, Mr. Underscore Bushy underscore Evo 2. Gary says, Will you guys be attending the JPCCCCCCC NI doc show on Sunday? No, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. Otherwise, I'd really, I really would like to get down, but it's Joe's wrong. I haven't with working at the Jetta and the Bora, I've missed two or three shows now. And literally, if there was a show at my front door for PT Cruisers, I would go and look at it. You know, yeah. I'm just itching to get back out again. Gethin underscore GTI and I heading home from an awesome holiday back to reality with a bang by the time this goes out. Yes, he's, he's back from stateside in Canada. Canada. Yeah, I think yeah. he was down in the main. I was trying to get him hooked up with Corey Sterling as well, but he was about two and a half hours away for one day, so it just wasn't yeah. going to work out. Wasn't the Mark Three nerds getting together? <laughs> um, uh, officially, ET says thoughts on the new Civic Type R. Well, we'll speak yeah. on that. Really, really cool car. Um, as I say, if you are listening to this, check it out. It's a really reserved looking. It's probably to me what the previous Type R should have looked like, mm-hmm. rather than being all samurai sword. Yeah, oh, it's a horrible looking thing. Like, no matter how good that other car is, I couldn't own that. It just yeah. looks terrible. It's, a, it's just like somebody walking along shouting us. Yeah. You know, yeah. Look at me! Ah, I was going to say something there, but I won't <laughs> get myself in trouble as usual. I'm very reserved today. Um, Murray.d91. So this actually comes from a post I put on Facebook this morning. Do you see the post I put up about mm-hmm. the touring cars? Which kind of blew up. What modern car would you like to see as a sports tour? If it isn't one already, less than 15 years old. So what's that, 2013 onwards? I was thinking about this. Very, very difficult because most things now have moved away from a saloon car. You don't yeah. really get, like, again, we were watching Top Gear last night and there had a few saloon cars and stuff on it from 2004. And it's died away off. Everything's MPVs and SUVs and yeah. three-letter acronyms for bollocks, even though you're driving one. Yeah, uh, I think I would... I was sort of thinking of this, and it's hard to sort of nail down. Nail down, but big fan of B8s and going back to the Volvo era, 
Volvo. The Volvo. again. <laughs> Obsessed. Volvo and the brand. Yeah. Uh, the Volvos in the 90s, the bricks, the estates. I would love to see a B8 Avant. Oh, yes. Super Tour. Yeah. And with a similar, like, old-style livery on it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, but then I had an idea. What about a Tesla Super Tour? Yeah, that could be cool. Wouldn't that be class looking? Well, funny, um, John Tesla Lud- less. Do you follow John Ludwig? Ish, yeah. He just bagged. Uh, yes, I've seen that and I didn't so watch it. But. It gives you kind of an idea of the stance from like the Super Touring era of how it would sit, yeah. you know, over like, multi-spokes and stuff. That, yeah, that that would be cool. Yeah. I like the idea of that. Some cool graphics slammed. It's less likely to roll too because all the weights at the bottom uh, of it. Good centre of gravity. Yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. I don't know what I would pick. Well, what saloons have you? You've, you don't even have a jet anymore. You know, the jet is gone. No. Sad. Passat, the Volvo makes saloons at the minute. Yeah. Yes. Um, 90, 60, whatever the hell it is. In my typical fashion, I would try and, like, retrofit, you know, have it looking like the old cars and old graphics. old graphics and stuff on it and go that way with it. But I think the saloon cars days are fairly numbered now. Yeah. Um. Some, I was going to say, like, maybe like of the M5 and things like that, but they're so big. Huh? You know, everything's fucking huge now. What would you... I suppose you could go well they still make the one series or maybe it's the two series now the like the coupe with a longer boot pass something like that with the like the old e30 style setup would be quite cool but other than that i don't know go back to the old days yeah just start remaking e36s i like still mods for the win yeah no fuck modern cars <laughs> um and last but not last but not least james smith three one and then loads of dots so i don't know what that last number is um is satanic dubs going ahead this year it certainly is, it is indeed. And as i reach for my phone to get a calendar up it is going to be on the 24th of september excellent so that'll be fun i might actually get to that show that would be good. excellent uh, I'm, I'm actually off that day so that's cool oh you can go can yeah you? i can go <laughs> but, I'm work, but i'm working an early shift the next day aye so uh, and at the show yeah uh, that'll no, be fun those days are over yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah that wraps up the questions thanks again for your input guys as normal uh it's, it's always appreciated and it's always great to hear that people are actually listening to us too and it gives us a bit of a laugh too yeah because we, we live for the th- the feedback and the banter this can be a bit of an echo chamber sometimes talking between the three of ourselves so when you get somebody else input into you it makes you think about something different yeah hence so, why i want to go to the job show <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we'll wrap it up there um thanks again for listening rate review us and uh the podcast is found on social media at reload podcast uh and individually we are at Connor McCann I'm at Boy, and Lee is at Drink Aware <laughs> Lee is at the bar Lee's at the bar yes <laughs> she might be will be based jumping off the Opal Tower later what time is it now oh she's yeah she's at least another 20 minutes of the two hour is session is she a singer when she's drunk no 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 Lee's alright when she's drunk she just drinks heavy there you go she's good at it she's experienced so next time we'll hopefully have Lee here and that'll be a week before we go to Rule Hard yeah we did have well, yeah, yeah, should be. Yeah, so we did have a topic for this. Leah has severely let us down, even though she offered the topic to me, and I was like, no, you can read that. So we'll save it for again. Yeah, so thanks very much, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.